there's unsubscribes that you're losing that you you could easily keep if you just you know focused on creating relevant messaging at a manageable level of pressure. Welcome to the State of CRM podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Ben. And today we're going to talk about a topic that actually a lot of you have been really interested in. We've covered it in various ways uh, over the last year or so. Uh, we've had a couple dedicated uh, podcasts directly to it, and, and a lot of uh, of you have mentioned that this is an, an interesting topic. Um, so we're we're revisiting it to get today in a little bit of a different lens, and the topic is unsubscribes. Um, and as we know, or as we've talked about, there are a couple of ways to address or mitigate your unsubscribe rate. One is to ensure that your messages and your campaigns are relevant to the audience that's receiving them. And the other is uh, keeping an eye on pressure. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, pressure versus fatigue, uh, because that's fatigue is ultimately what you're looking to reduce. Uh, but pressure is the way that you that you manage that. And so I think uh, maybe a good way to kick it off is just to uh, to uh, talk a little bit, Ben, about what the difference between pressure and fatigue is. It's something we've mentioned, mentioned excuse me, before, but uh, um, it's probably good to, to dive into it a bit again. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I mean, if you look back in the in the older podcast and episodes, um, we, we had that uh, that topic uh, covered. Um, but yeah, fatigue and pressure are usually often uh, used uh, one for each other or considered the same. Um, even in some platform, the, for one platform, the, the term fatigue uh, appear and, and for another platform that would be pressure. The thing is that that doesn't mean the same thing. The pressure, that's super easy uh, to understand and to calculate because that's the number of message or touch points Per user for a given period. Yep. Um, so that's usually what we see everywhere in different platform and, and marketing clouds. Um, the fatigue can't be reflected in the marketing cloud or in, yeah. in your tool because that's um, really reflecting how each individual will pursue, will receive the message you are sending. So uh, it's not because I'm receiving five message and you, Matt, you are receiving five message. So the or pressure will be the same for a given period, but the fatigue might be different because you have maybe more interest in some of the topic that uh, uh, we received if we receive the same messages. And maybe that's me with really a very good affinity or propensity to react to, to, uh, to, uh, to, enjoy the content that I'm receiving out of these five messages. And that's not at all your topic uh, uh, of predilection or something that you, you, you're expecting. And so we'll have the same fatigue, but different, uh, same pressure, but different fatigue. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's basically the, the, the difference. And so the first thing is really to, to be clear on, yeah, the fatigue is at the individual level and can be different for the, same message received, pressure is just number of message received for for every uh, every of your customers. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, fatigue is sort of an emotional response to your point, Ben, which is yeah. why for each and every person, each individual, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about why that's a, a key thing is is different uh, for for any given set of campaigns. Um, so there's really, we mentioned it a little bit in the introduction, but there's really two key ways, uh, that you can 
look at fatigue uh, and address it. And we'll talk tactically about about how you can use these to to manage your unsubscribe rate in a bit. But just to introduce them or reintroduce them for some of you who are familiar, uh, the first is relevancy. Um, and that's basically ensuring that the messages that your audience is receiving, and not just segments of your audience, but each individual within your CRM database that you're marketing to, is receiving communications that are relevant for them, things that they would be interested in. So, you know, products that they would be willing to purchase, for example, willing and able uh, that they're in the market for. Uh, and and the reason that's important is because you know, I there's tons of metrics that 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 I could spout right now. You can you can Google it, but study after study after study shows that irrelevant advertising, whether it's acquisition or CRM, is is not effective. It causes people one to not pay attention to your advertising, which can also hurt your your campaigns in the future because once people are sort of trained not to pay attention to your to your messaging, then they're going to be less likely to pay attention in the future. Um, but but it it actually can go further than just causing sort of like uh, individuals to ignore your messaging. It actually can cause annoyance or irritation with your advertising, which yeah. is is not a obviously a good thing for a marketer. Yeah, and we were talking about um, a study uh, earlier this week uh, that showed that a lot of uh, marketers do personalization and, and and think personalization and think to provide a good experience to their their user and uh, and the, and the user surveyed that's the, it's not personalized and really not accurate uh, not relevant for them so there is a, a gap uh, in, into that and and yeah and that should be as you said at the individual level um and matt so you said two two ways um uh, that was the first one what's the what, what would be the second yeah the second one is exactly what you were talking about uh just a minute ago ben and that's around pressure so keeping an eye on the frequency. And we get asked a lot around like, you know, what's the optimal average frequency that I should be sending my campaigns out? And uh, for those of you who have listened to some of our podcasts on the topic in the past, you know that, uh, you know, we're pretty firmly uh, grounded in in the idea that there isn't one. Um, and we can, we can talk a little bit more about that. But it is important to pay attention to the number of messages your, your audience is receiving. Um, and so the second consideration is really around pressure or the number of messages that an individual is receiving uh, in, in any given in time period. And there is this challenging to keep an eye on for a couple of reasons. Like one, uh, fatigue, as we mentioned, is, a, is an emotional response. So the average amount of messages that, that I may have a tolerance for is going to be different than every single person in your database. Um, and that's why segments can be problematic because it's still assuming that individuals have like the same appetite for frequency and they don't, everybody's different. Um, and, and to, to, to add an, an even uh, more complicated layer on top of it, relevancy is directly related to pressure in, in terms of managing fatigue. Because if you're sending out, you, somebody may have a tolerance for, you know, receiving 10 very relevant messages in a week. It's possible. Um, whereas they don't want to receive, <clears throat> excuse me, one irrelevant message. Yeah. And the next person could be very different. And then in terms of what each individual perceives as being relevant is also different. So that's why this individualized approach to CRM marketing is so important to keep in mind uh, because this this relationship between relevancy and pressure as it relates to managing and reducing your unsubscribe rate is a really important thing to consider. 
Yeah, and as you mentioned, that I mean, let's ring a bell of a discussion we had uh, some weeks ago with a with a with a CRM team. That's just share with us what what was their not their strategy but their, their practice uh, today and uh, and when you hear the number they shared that I won't uh, I won't disclose but uh, the 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 result of the size of the database and the number of total message sent per week results to an average of 20 touch points per user per week across all channels because yeah. we are talking about relevancy, frequency, uh, and pressure. That's need to be considered multi-channel, multi-touch, not only channel, individual channel by, I mean, channel by channel and, uh, and at a, a, a focus level for, for the, the communication channel, you need to look at the individual in the center to be customer centric. So having your customer at the center of, uh, of the of the calculation, or, or that's all the channel are not equal. The fatigue that they will get uh, is based on the content, but also the content cross the channel because the same content uh, may may be relevant. Uh, for the individual, but maybe not by text. You know, that's uh, maybe it's not super urgent. That's something that they want to hear about, but there is no the urgency of receiving a text message to look at your offer or the product you want to, to, to promote. Maybe an email that they will be able to check later in the day will be uh, will be uh, better. Uh, it really d- depends on your business, the products, and, and uh, how all of that uh, works. But yeah. again, frequency, pressure, when you, you reach a limit, uh, you, you, uh, what make me uh, say that, Matt, is you say that, and we, we align the fact that there is no correct answer to what's the number of ideal, ideal message of, of uh, uh, ideal number of message per week or, or per days per, per user. But even if that's relevant, there is a threshold that feels like it's a little bit too much when you hear that people can receive more than 20 messages a week um, for some, some, some brands. Yeah. So as a marketer is the answer that I, you know, sort of identify, you know, that like, you know, customers potentially who have the capacity to receive more messages or potentially segment by those who I might identify as receiving a certain type of message. And then based on that, just frequency cap it each week is that, you know, that's, that's what we hear is sort of like a big tactic for a lot of marketers. Is is that potentially the right approach, or is there a different way to think about it? And the first, the the, the to to mitigate the the fatigue, uh, the relevancy is important, definitely. But if you manage, I mean, if you consider the the the, the, the plan, the communication plan for the week, um, when you send the message will be important. But when the accurate content or the, the content your some individual will have propensity or interest for um, might come later in the week. So the way you manage the fatigue, the I mean the the way you reduce the fatigue or have a better distribution of the message to maximize or reduce the 
the fatigue to maximize the, 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 the positive uh, uh, impact of your uh, communication will also be driven by, by, by the way you manage the, the, the pressure in your tool. Um, because if we take the example of a classic uh, uh, usual plan of five campaigns during the week, uh, and at maximum, I hope, as a marketer, I would wish to send three messages to, to, uh, to maximum two users. Um, the issue can be that you send messages earlier in the week to people with not really a big interest uh, for, for the topic. And unfortunately, they won't receive the communication they have high propensity for uh, because maybe they are scheduled at the end of the week. So that's really important to bring in this interest propensity for the, for the content um, in order to uh, reduce the unsubscribe and, 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 and reduce the fatigue. Uh, but, uh, but that's not easy because most of the tools today are just built to deliver message. I mean, that's first, first come, first serve. So uh, if you segmented a group of people and not work on the individual level and you send already three messages for, for, for the, this, your, your segments or the one segment in particular, anyone with an interest for content later in the week after the three message won't receive it due to the cap. And that's really something not so easy to manage in a marketing cloud uh, of nowadays because they are, they are not built for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like kind of diving more deeply into these a little bit in terms of tactical, like what's the best way for marketers now to, to essentially reduce their unsubscribe rate? Um, and again, like, you know, relevancy and, and pressure are very much related. So kind of like thinking specifically a little bit about relevancy first. Um, you know, the, like the best way to think about it is relevancy again on the individual level. <clears throat> so in terms of like segmentation, you're still grouping, even if you have 20, 30, 50, 100 segments, if there's 2 million customers in your database, that's a lot of customers that you've grouped into like clusters. And as we were discussing before, every single individual's appetite for frequency or the number of messages that they're able to receive is different. And it's also different depend, dependent upon how relevant the communications are. So starting with relevancy, if you optimize relevancy for each individual within your database, you're automatically going to reduce fatigue by increasing the appetite for messages received. So I think it's really important to think about that. So like, obviously, you know, if you're sending out campaigns that are consistently relevant to your audience, they're going to be way more likely to engage with you. So the, their, their appetite for frequency goes up. Um, so that's one thing I think to think about. And in terms of relevance, like, uh, you know, like, I think it's really important to think about, like, there's lots of ways to to talk about relevance is the subject line relevant and you know some of those things are are very important uh but i think the key is to really understand what it is to understand the demand um within your data and what each individual customer is is essentially looking for in market for and making sure that you're delivering 
content that's focused around that specific demand that's customized to each individual. And you can do this because we talked about this a lot, but the most valuable asset any marketing team has is their CRM, their first party data. And all of that data can tell you, even, even if it's um, you know, somewhat unlabeled or unstructured, it can still tell you a lot of information about what each individual customer within your database may be interested in. And there, once you know that information, you can make sure that when you're pushing out five, six, 10 offers in any given week, that the customers that are included in each of those campaigns are the most relevant for that particular offer, that it'll be for things that they want to buy. Um, and the best way, obviously, to be able to do that is to take advantage of machine learning and then scale it through AI capabilities. And that can tell you everything you need to know about each individual's consumer's appetite and demand. And once you're able to do that, you can create relevant experiences by making sure those you know, 10 different campaigns have the right audiences in each given week. Yeah, and just making a, a, a quick pause on what you said, Matt, uh, for marketers that are listening to, uh, to, uh, to the podcast, yes, we are, we are seeing that a lot, that your first party data is key. That's, there is a ton of information that you can leverage in the first party data to provide a better experience, to reduce the fatigue and, and, and re send communication to the right audience with the, the, the contents they are, they are looking for or the offer they are looking for. There are some challenges, technical challenges to, to implement that. Uh, I mean, it depends on how it's organized, how the IT is organized, how the data is structured uh, in your company. But I just wanted to pause to mention that the more challenging thing to achieve that is just the marketers, the marketing team, or individual—I mean, people in the company—that think that the gut feel is better than what the data will say. So, fighting wh why we are still stuck with everyone wants to do segmentation and big segmentation. Say that you can have five or twenty segments. That's still putting a bunch of people in a box and saying that oh, they behave the same way. No, they change. Everything change. Every individual and will behave dif differently over time and will react differently uh, to your communication. And they can't be stuck in a box. Even if you have dynamic segmentation that will make some people move from one to the uh, one segment to the other segments every week, every two weeks, whatever. That's not enough compared to what technology can uh, can let you do today. But that is the result of marketers' gut feel that will design these boxes. It's, it's because someone navigates on your website on, one category, uh, on a specific category for two times that they will be flagged with a label and receive for the next five months content about this category. I mean... Yeah that can be relevant for some of them, but you can't put half a million people in, in, this, uh, in this category just because half a million of people navigate on a, a, broader, a, category, a specific category in your website last month. That, I mean, and, and, uh, and again, that's just, that's internal education and, and it's not 
not easy. That's a challenge, and and that's why I, I really wanted to uh, to highlight that. That's there is a technical challenge, but that's not the big, the 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 the, the, the bigger challenge, the biggest challenge on uh, on moving on from segmentation to individualization. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think it's a good kind of segue into the next section. You mentioned you know like it, 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 a lot of the barriers within the marketing team itself and sort yeah. of changing changing the ways that they that they kind of think about CRM and marketing in general. And again, like kind of just to bring this up again, we've been asked so and so many conversations with marketers, you know, like, um, you know, through your technology, can you tell us what the optimal average frequency for any given campaign might be? Like, when what should we frequency cap it at? Like, what does this look like across channels? And so kind of in consideration with what what we've been saying about relevancy and specifically relevancy as it relates to the individual on the product level, how, how should marketers then consider pressure and frequency? Is there, is that become completely irrelevant or is that something they should continue to think about? Is there an average frequency they should be trying to achieve or really how, how now that we understand a little bit more around how relevancy can impact the reception of messages and fatigue, like how does pressure sort of relate to that? And the, the yeah, the, uh, that's a good question. And that's, that's, again, there is no easy answer to, to that. Uh, to me, there are different factors that will, will help to, uh, to navigate with, with this, uh, this information. The first one is tied to the brand. So, the positioning of your of your brand will also dictate a little bit that maximum number of touch points per week or per month uh, for for each individual. Um, and if you are in the luxe industry, the tolerance of sending more message to uh, to clients uh, will I mean there will the luxe uh, the, the luxe brands. Uh, Brand in, in the in the luxe industry will be a little bit more careful on that. Uh, big discounters <laughs> won't look at that uh, the same way. Uh, but even for luxury uh, brands, that if you are relevant, you can increase this 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 pressure uh, because the fatigue won't be uh, the, uh, you won't generate fatigue. Uh, but that's to be increased over time that you can, if you are relevant or if you reapply a tactic to be more relevant for each individual, you might send s lower volume for each campaign. Um, but the benefit of that, the long-term benefit of sending less message, less, less total message uh, uh, on your database, is the fact that people who will receive them will receive messages that are more relevant. So generating less fatigue and they will be able to receive more message. That's, at the end of the day, will generate more revenue for you. So that's not so, uh, so obvious, but sending less message over time will help you to generate more revenue because the customer lifetime value will increase, they will increase, I mean, I know that's the, the Apple MPP uh, uh, 
make that a little bit more difficult, but the open rate will be better even if you can't measure it, but the, the open rate uh, will be better, the, the click-through rate will be better, the conversion will be better. And if your consumer receive a series of 5, 10, 20 messages that are all relevant, then they will continue to say, okay, when I receive a message that's always relevant uh, for me, so I will keep opening it and having a look because... I know that this brand is really taking care of the, the, the message uh, they sent uh, very well because they match uh, they match what I'm expecting to, to receive from them. Um, and yeah, the, the, that's a long play. That's not if you if you look the look at the, the short term play and the sh- keep uh, looking at results on the short timeline, you won't see an impact. But yeah. again, your database—it's uh, really, uh, I mean, the goal for the for 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 the company for the business uh, on the long term. That's a long play. That's a, that's really CRM will impact. So to, that's where you need to keep the the focus. Yeah, and and I think the long play too is a, is a really good thing to to talk about a little bit too because I think like one thing that is like utterly shocking to me that we hear all the time is. And even even some experts in the industry and and people who, you know, are like CRM thought leaders have said this. And I think it's like it's I think it's a really weird way to look at things. But the the idea that unsubscribes just represent customers who would wouldn't buy from you anyway, like mm-hmm. let them go. You know, it's it's focus on the ones that are there that care that engage and, and let the ones that want to leave go. It's not it's not a big loss in value. And I think. That is hugely problematic for a couple different reasons. Um, one is <clears throat> like think about your four hundred one k. Obviously, you're investing every single month, and there's uh, something called compound interest, which is great, right? It's interest that you in that you earn each month, and then you earn interest on the earnings that you earn from the interest of previous months. So it it gets more and compounds and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger over time. Well, your unsubscribe rate's exactly the same thing, only it's a negative value. It's a, even if your percent is tiny for every month or every campaign that you send out, over time it's going to compound into something massive. Yeah. And that massive number of unsubscribes represents a huge loss in not just immediate revenue for each individual campaign that you're sending out, but in terms of customer lifetime value over time. So, I mean, those unsubscribes essentially, to me, like you're not going to be able to stop every single person. You're not going to get your unsubscribe rate down to zero, but you want to get it as close to zero as possible because, again, over time, that's a huge loss in value. And so I think like the idea that 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 let them go, it's okay, focus on the ones that are engaging, like those are missed opportunities. And those individuals likely had signed up to receive your newsletter or engaged with you at some point in the past. So there is interest there and they can't be ignored. So I think relevancy again is really important and you can use that as a tool to engage customers that would normally unsubscribe from you. And so I think like that's a really a really interesting thing to think about. Um, and ultimately, you know, customer lifetime values is, 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 is going to decrease on average over time if that's not something you're thinking about. Yeah, for sure, and 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 you were saying that uh, mentioning that oh, let's uh, people unsubscribe. They 
would not buy. Um, the thing that's a part of the, the unsubscribe are just generated by, uh, by you. That's just you are sending too much irrelevant message that just push them to leave. I mean, in the first place, if you did not buy a list on internet or whatever, uh, they came to your store, to your brand. Yeah. They subscribe. Um, they had a, they had touch point. They are they had interaction with your brand. So there was some sign of the beginning of a relationship, and you just destroyed the relationship because you were irrelevant, too much insistent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so that's uh, yeah, as you said, that's it's not true. That's people won't subscribe. It's not a big deal. That's better to have them unsubscribe. Yeah, if they have an issue with your brand, that I prefer to have people unsubscribe that just not not opening or not interacting at all. But that's a total different topic on another part of the unsubscribe, which are just generated by the poor quality of what you are sending. Yeah, and I mean that 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 whole that whole snowball effect where. Your unsubscribes are, you know, even if you have a, a smaller rate that you can potentially reduce, like those unsubscribes are going to have to be made up. Like nobody's going to be happy with you and your business if, you're, if your database is shrinking. So obviously what does that cause? It causes acquisition costs to go way up. Um, and, and those are increasingly expensive as it becomes more and more difficult to target, as consumer fatigue becomes even more of an obstacle, especially in a world now where everything is so digital. So I think like, you know, I think, you know, your CRM database, again, is your most valuable asset. That is where there's tons of revenue within that without you needing to go out. And I'm not saying don't acquire new customers, but without you needing to go and try to not just acquire net new customers, but also make up for the ones that have left your database previously. So not only is there a revenue loss, there's also an increase in cost associated with it as well to think about. So I think it's just, you know, we want to keep those numbers as low as possible. We want to create individualized experiences and we want to make sure that people are receiving the right number of messages so that, that over time you're not spending budget in other areas to acquire them back or to acquire new customers or losing lifetime value of your database because there's unsubscribes that you're losing that you you could easily keep if you just, you know, focused on creating relevant messaging at a manageable level of pressure. Yeah. And I mean that's the the all unsubscribe thing is that was our first episode of the the podcast uh, one year ago. Um we we have a we have a simulator that's uh, and that's an Excel sheet that you can input the size of your database, number of message campaign you are sending uh, per, per week or per month, and uh, an average unsubscribe rate you, you, you have. And you can simulate the impact over time after one year on your database, and also simulate and see the impact, the number of people you would, you would keep in the database if you just reduce the unsubscribe by, I don't know, Five percent, ten percent, and um, and yeah, and in general, people are shocked by the the volume. I mean, reducing uh, from dot one percent of unsubscribed per campaign to dot zero nine percent of unsubscribed per campaign at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. That can be hundreds of thousands of people that are still receiving your campaign, 
eat that rid of it again. <laughs> yeah, co- compounding is a great thing if you're if you're looking to make money, but it, it's also uh, a very very bad thing if it's if it's going the negative direction. So exactly. um, yeah, definitely check that out. I think you'll be you'll be surprised as to what the numbers will show. Yeah, um, I'm checking uh, or, or not. Um, I think we covered all the topic we wanted to uh, to cover today. I think so. Um, that was a great chat. Um, again, if you have uh, ideas, topics that uh, you want us to cover, explain, get more in detail, um, don't hesitate to contact us. That's uh, we are, we will be happy to. Uh, Touch base on that. Yeah, challenge us as well. I mean, if there's something we're saying that, that you disagree with or that you have a different point of view on or a different experience with, we'd love to hear from you as well. I mean, these are these are the types of points that sort of enrich the discussions that we have. So obviously, uh, you know, we're willing not just to hear from people who agree, although we love that, um, but also those of you who are questioning. Um, we'd love to to hear from you as well so we can, we can address the other side um, on future discussions. Great. Talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye.